Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today's topic, we're going to be chatting about loneliness. Uh, We think this is a great one for right now, this day and age we're living in, but also for those of us that are entrepreneurs, uh, they're people who are successful and just crushing it. A lot of the times that can bring on a lot of loneliness. And so we're going to offer you guys five tips on how to combat loneliness and then also just kind of like open up about our own struggles and what we've been going through. Yeah, Natalie, one of the reasons I thought this was a very fitting topic is obviously with COVID-19 and the fact that we are all social distancing and spending a lot more times inside of our homes with sometimes with our loved ones and sometimes uh, like myself by myself, you know? Yeah, I think it's everyone's feeling it to one degree or another. Um, I think probably being single, you might might feel it a little bit more. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's a perfect thing to talk about. Yeah, and I think it fits too with obviously the fact that uh, as as the sick and successful community can probably attest to, loneliness is very common when you are achieving success. And I mean, whether it's something that's felt for a short amount of time or something that's felt for a long amount of time, I think that loneliness has like such a taboo topic associated with it. And I want to kind of break that mold because I, I want it to become something normal that people are comfortable with, you know, saying that uh, maybe they're experiencing loneliness. Yeah, and talking about, and even while you were saying that and said sick and successful, like it almost gave me a flashback to being that really, really sick and how much loneliness that brought on too. Well, yeah, because I think that you can agree to this. Um, Sometimes when you're at that, you know, sick feeling and you're dealing with your your sickness, um, a lot of us shut people out. And, uh, and that's just something that happens when you're going through something I feel like. Yeah, totally shut people out. And then also family and friends, not really knowing what you're going through, even if they are supportive. And that's the thing with loneliness. I find it to be like, it has so many different angles to it. Like loneliness is not just one size fits all, you know? And like, for me, um, I would consider myself a very lonely person, and I have no problem talking about that. For the longest time, I felt like I was, uh, I don't know, like a loner um, because I felt lonely, and I am so open about talking about being lonely, but it does have a lot to do with the fact that I'm single. I will say that, Um, but I know a lot of people in relationships can even feel a sense of loneliness as well. I think that loneliness, like I said, it's not a one size fits all situation. So it can stem from all sorts of different things. And, uh, whether it's what we're dealing with in the world right now with the fact that we can't socialize with one another. And if you're an extrovert, that can be very lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if you're an introvert, there are some people that find, um, certain ways to feel less lonely and and that's kind of been changed now with with the world that we live in and and going forward with what we're dealing with yeah I think that's why it's so important to address it because even when you say like I'm a lonely person it makes me want to go like oh 
right? Even though like I kind of am too, and I kind of I'm not, but it's not something that we should be just like mental health and all that kind of stuff. It's not something we should be looking down on. It's something we should be able to talk about and ask for support and let our friends know so that, you know, you don't have to feel that lonely, but also be okay feeling that way. And that's why I, I want to do this episode on loneliness because I'm sick and tired of feeling like I, I should be ashamed of the fact that I'm feeling this way. Uh, yeah. And I know I'm not alone. So um, I, I would like to maybe start with uh, tip number one, Natalie. Yeah. So tip number one is take a walk. This is literally my golden rule for everything. All my clients have walks prescribed. I go for at least a walk a day. Um, recently, Steven and I have started going for a walk right in the morning with Shiloh, which has been so good because actually it's been a joke around our house where like he's working out in the garage or he's at work or whatever. And I'm working long hours right now too. And so like, I'll be singing, I am so lonely <laughs> the <Akon laughs> all the song. time. <laughs> Just to get, just to like get some attention from him. And so that he's like, oh yeah, her, <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, just that song's first of all been stuck in my head the whole time we've been talking, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, taking a walk and we haven't been going on very long walks. They're probably like 10, 15 minutes, but just to start the day off. But even when you're feeling just down and gloomy and a blah, the sound of a bird chirping or the green grass or, you know, just spring coming can really help boost your mood. Yeah. Physical activity in general. I mean, it doesn't yeah. always have to be an extreme workout. Like you said, it can just be a walk around the block. And that's something that I've had to like adapt to and get myself out of that bubble of loneliness, because I think that's the hardest part is when you do fall into that loneliness bubble you have a harder time stepping outside of that, right? Because you're kind of in that you're in that dark gray cloud area. Mm-hmm. And to see that that 15 minute walk will get you out of that and feel feel better. It's hard to see that until you do it and then you feel the effects of those endorphins um, running through your body. And then you're able to realize that uh, getting outside of that bubble is is where you're going to find that you're not lonely. Yeah, totally. So what's something that you do to motivate yourself to go on that walk when you're feeling kind of like deep in the couch? (laughs) I think the focus on how I feel afterwards, like it's just a reminder that the hardest part is doing it, but the best part is how I feel afterwards. And and I know that um, it helps with my mental health like major because um, I find that going outside, even just it's just opening up my world a bit bigger than just those four walls of my apartment, you know, totally. and and it gets me fresh air. And as you know, fresh air is so good for your brain, getting that oxygen there. And it just helps with those feelings of endorphins, like I mentioned. Yeah, especially now fresh air is actually fresh. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Hey, a lot. Of, and that's that yeah. the thing is a lot of people are doing the whole walking thing, mainly to get out of the house, which I think is a preventative measure to loneliness. Yeah, it's beautiful. Something that helps me to actually go on that walk, because I know when I sit down and watch Netflix or if I'm having like a lonely, you know, woe is me day, I'm probably not going to get up and walk. I'm just lazy. <laughs> so what helps me actually do it is plan ahead. So right now, like I mentioned, we go every morning. Um, That's been the thing for me. In the winter, I don't because it's just really cold. I'll go for shorter walks so the dog can go. But in the summer, it's, you know, seven o'clock, whatever time I wake up, 
um, even when it starts getting nice out, like light outside, I'll go for a walk. And then I know, okay, morning equals walk. And so it's not something that's as daunting. Yeah, that's a great tip. You know, kind of like work it into your schedule to make it something yeah. that's almost um, the norm, right? It's a part of your day and it's just kind of your escape from that trap of loneliness that you can fall yeah. into. And it's nice to sometimes listen to a podcast because it feels like someone's there with you. Oh, yeah. Hell, that's the reason I got into radio is because um, when I was in high school, you know, late at night, I would uh, have a hard time falling asleep um, and I would listen to the radio and I would find, I guess, just that the people that were on the radio were like my friends, you know, because they were there talking to me in a time where I was having a hard time falling asleep. I had anxiety with high school and the exams that I had to be taking and all that kind of stress that was associated with that time in my life. And I found like solace in the fact that the radio was there. And so podcasts fast forward like a couple of uh, years because back then podcasts did not exist. Um, yeah, I find that just listening to something like our podcast gives people uh, the chance to feel like they're a part of a community, right? Yeah, well, they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super cool. So tip number two on that note, actually, is to join a group, to join a community. So obviously you can't go and join kickboxing or join a gym, but uh, there's so many different communities, groups, uh, book clubs, things going on online right now. Uh, for example, in Winnipeg, there's Hustle and Charm. They do different um calls and stuff like that in their Facebook group. There's table space. Um, I know I've been seeing different like daily lives, weekly lives. And I think Facebook groups are a good place because you can chat with each other, but essentially find a community online um, that you, you relate with. So if that's like being an entrepreneur in your city or whatever it is, something that's going to make you show up. Yeah. And honestly, that was the the saving grace when I first moved to Winnipeg um, and I didn't know anybody in the city. And I really felt lonely um, because I had like in past episodes, we've talked about my story, but um, I had moved to a new city and I had been going through a divorce. So if anything, I, I was for sure lonely. And mm -hmm. I knew I needed to do something to get out of that space because I could tell that it was really affecting my mental health. And that's when um, I had met you, Natalie, through a different um, venture. But you had invited me to join a book club, basically a tribe of girls that all had similar interests. We were all very successful. Um, and honestly, those meetings, even though they were like once a month, was something that I grew to look forward to because it got me out of that that sh that loneliness shell exactly and and a lot of the times groups like that help you level up too right and be the successful person you want to be yes. if you're if you're finding a group that's you know who you want to become or women that you aspire you aspire no the women that inspire you um it helps you kind of be that best version of you. And that's what I found from those tribe meetings is like, I know that I can be a good entrepreneur and a business owner and stuff, but when I have to show up and talk about that, I show up a little bit, I guess, more prepared or a little bit better for myself too. Yeah. And I will say this, um, be careful with the people that you do surround yourself with though, when you are, you know, seeking out a group uh, to associate with because misery does love company. Exactly. And I know that when you are lonely, you, you tend to attract other loneliness. 
And that's never a good thing either because then that only gets you, I think, further into that darkness sometimes than advancing you. Yeah, that's why I like it's not that I don't like Facebook support groups for Crohn's or other chronic illnesses, but why I'm very cautious of them and I warn others because misery loves company. And so find a group that helps you level up instead of brings, brings you down. So don't like go searching like a group for lonely people. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing is, is it's kind of like that though, when you're looking for that support, when you're feeling those things, you know what I mean? Like for instance, when I was going through my divorce uh, and I had first moved to Winnipeg, I looked for a divorce support group. Okay. And the only one that I could find was in a church basement. And keep in mind, I was like 28 (laughs) when I had first uh, separated and was going through my divorce. So I was quite young and I know most people that attended things like this usually had uh, kids and they were older and, and they, you know, were going through a mass divorce where mine was pretty amicable, right? So I yeah. went to one of the meetings and I found it extremely dark. I left there feeling so heavy because mm-hmm. of how much negativity and how much I guess, like you said, misery loves company. So it's like being in that room of everybody just complaining about how lonely they were, how depressed they were, how sad they were with their divorce. I just didn't feel any gain in that because I wasn't growing and I wasn't I wasn't overcoming that feeling of loneliness that I was going through. And so I didn't continue going to that support group because it didn't really feel supportive. (laughs) And it's not to say that like you can't talk about those things being absolutely you know, depressed, sad, whatever. But when you surround yourself with people all the time, that it, it just it just wasn't it what worse. I needed at that time for yeah. sure. Yeah, what I yeah. needed was to get together with a bunch of girlfriends like you and the girls that are part of our tribe, and be encouraged to to say yes, to step outside of my comfort zone, to uh, you know own the fact that I am in, a successful person, and it was just so um, inspiring being around people that pushed me out of that place that I was in love it love it number three this is my favorite one of all is surround yourself with pets no I'm just kidding but actually if you don't have a pet and you have the ability to adopt one or if you have one spend time with them because they are like so healing I think honestly my dog Shiloh um, was a huge factor in supporting me through my Crohn's disease and my, uh, you know, many years of being super sick and then helping me with getting out on walks and happiness and just everything. I honestly don't know where I'd be without him. And he's nine now, but yeah, he was, yeah, it's just such a big help. (laughs) I can relate. I have two cats and honestly, especially now with what's happening with COVID-19, the fact that I go to work for four hours, uh, that's the show I'm there for longer. But when I come home, um, it's nice to see that they're waiting for me. Like they're excited to, as soon as I open the door, you know, and I know they're cats and people are probably like, well, cats can't be that excited. Um, <laughs> one of my cats is uh, special needs. She's got severe brain damage. She's got three legs and she is the most loving, Aww. most precious ball of fur in the whole entire world. Like she just looks at me with nothing but love. And there is no better feeling than that, especially when you're feeling lonely or you know sad or anything it's just pets pets are so fulfilling are they not 
literally i had i had like a pregnancy emotional breakdown the other day (laughs) where i just (laughs) lost my mind because my husband asked me what i wanted to eat for dinner um (laughs) (laughs) and thankfully he went outside because he was working on something and he didn't witness the majority of it but i was like ugly crying you know like the type of crying and my dog just he was the sweetest in the whole world like he would he was in the other room and he heard me crying he like ran over actually ran and jumped on the bed and he started licking my face and was like trying to nudge my face and like get me to stop crying and when I wouldn't he literally just like put his chest up to my face and I just held him and sobbed in his chest like they're the best. They feel what you're feeling and they're there to support you and come for you. And zero judgment. Like a pet will never, ever judge you. They have nothing but unconditional love for you as an owner. Yeah, or talk back. <laughs> yeah. They can't give you any bad advice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they'll just love you 100%. Oh. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, and especially when you're one. lonely, I feel like that's. Uh, a comfort thing. And, and that's why yeah. you hear of so many uh, senior citizens having the benefit of adopting like a cat or a dog when, you know, they, they end up living by themselves and they are not so lonely anymore. Right. That's the effect that pets have on people. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Okay. Point number four is step out of your comfort zone. And there are so many ways you can take this point. But when I think of stepping out of your comfort zone, especially in today's times with COVID-19 is, you know, like, get on Instagram and go on your stories. Or if you do join that group, go on the Facebook group and maybe post like a video of yourself introducing yourself. And if maybe you're single, you can touch on this, Shalinda, but like get on an app and start talking to people. Like don't just sit at home and think about how lonely you are. You know, do something that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but can help in that sense. Yeah, you're the only person that can pull you out of that loneliness. And that's something Mm. I've had to learn. And it's a hard lesson because it's not something that you want to uh, acknowledge that you're responsible for your own self. I know it's crazy. But I think a lot of us are just, uh, you know, we look for somebody else to to get us out of a situation. And that's why people often get in the wrong types of relationships or friendships because – we look for something that we should be looking for in ourselves, in other people. And yeah. uh, stepping out of your comfort zone, that's the best part about becoming successful, though, because I find that that's where the most growth happens is in that very uncomfortable spot in your life, right? Where you're trying to work through things. Like when we got this podcast company um, rolling, Natalie, like that was very uncomfortable for me. Um, because it was totally something that I didn't believe I could do. Uh, There was a lot of self-doubt involved and all that kind of uh, uncomfortableness. And look at us now, you know what I mean? Like going through those feelings and those emotions and and recognizing that it got me to the place we are now, but it, it took for me to kind of step out of that comfort zone. Yeah, and to step into fear. Like I always say fear equals false events appear real. And that, that means so much to me because, you know, anytime you're scared of something, when it comes to being successful and when it comes to doing something, usually when you're scared of it is the direction that you should be headed. And so if you're scared of going on a live video or if you're scared of, you know, whatever it is, maybe push towards that and see how, the, how much that can help you. 
Yeah, and like great example because I'm pretty sure I've messaged you many times over the fact that I, for somebody who works in radio and works in the public eye, I hate being on camera. Like there was a nothing worse than me doing a live Instagram or an Instagram video. <laughs> it just, for me, I find comfort being behind a microphone where my face isn't showing. So when there's a camera in my face, I instantly feel so uncomfortable. And then often I'll take the video down, like I'll post it and I'll leave it up. And then I see five people looked at it and I'm like, ah, and then I take it down, <laughs> which that's not a good thing to do either, right? Because you're, you're doubting yourself, what you're putting out there. So if you're going to step out of your comfort zone, don't do what I did. You know, own what you're putting yourself out there into. Yeah, and you, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, you're great at live video, so, but, you know, we're all, our own worst critics. Exactly. And it doesn't mean you have to, when you do something that scares you, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect. You know, like, we all are our hardest critics, and so... Well, and often successful people are perfectionists. So, you know, that that kind of goes hand in hand. Exactly. Exactly. And last but not least, seek out professional help if it's getting really bad and don't feel like, you know, you that loneliness isn't good enough to go talk to someone. And there's a lot of apps and things right now where you can talk to therapists online and there's different call centers and call lines and things like that. But, you know, really allow yourself to be vulnerable. And, you know, for me, like therapy would be something that makes me uncomfortable. But if, if you're getting to the point where, you know, going for a walk or joining a group and your pet, et cetera, and you still feel like you're getting darker and darker and lonelier and lonelier, don't feel bad reaching out to someone. And and that's what professionals are there for. Yeah, I will never um, say anything bad about therapy because I really think that no matter what, we can all take away something from speaking to a professional and having that unbiased opinion on on something that we're going through, right? Because that, that's the thing is like a lot of the time you usually have people around you that you can confide in. Um, in. In most cases, you know, family and friends that would probably be more than welcoming giving you that shoulder. But um, there's, I think there's nothing wrong with finding a professional who doesn't know you, doesn't, and they get to, they get to hear how you feel from your account first without any judgment, right? And I think that yeah. that's the benefit of therapy that I've found in, in, in the past. Yeah. And, and it gives you a different perspective, right? Like your family and friends know you one way, but a, a therapist or whoever you're speaking to don't know you at all. So maybe they can give you a different um, vantage point. Yeah. And, and if you get to the point where you do realize that you need to, you know, seek out someone else to, to speak to, like Natalie said, there are so many resources nowadays, especially with everything being online that you can find comfort in, you know, if it's something that you want to do video chat wise, or there's texting therapists, there's therapists that you can write emails to, you know what I mean? Like, there's different options out there. Yeah, exactly. I even have a friend who's, uh, I think a therapist. I'm sorry, I don't know what she is exactly. But I know she does that kind of work. And there's they're doing different lives and things like that for um, people struggling with different things through this through this pandemic. So you can take a look in your area and whatever group there is um, around you. And perhaps they're doing something like that on Instagram too, or, you know, Zoom or whatever. I just found out that my company offers like free, um, like a a counseling um, resource. 
And I had no idea that that was even offered up until COVID happened. And obviously they felt the need to send out the email to remind everybody that we have access to this. And I've signed up for it since then because I just feel like if if there's the resource available and especially if it's free, because let's be real, a lot of us avoid going to therapy um, because we we don't have the benefits that cover it or whatever the reason might be. But if, if, if it's there and it's something that is offered to you, take it. Like there's no, there's, there's no wrong in, in trying to grow as a person, right? You can only get better. Exactly. (laughs) That's so good. Well, I feel so much better about my uh, loneliness now that I've been able to talk about it on a podcast. Cause again, you talked about stepping out of your comfort zone. This is way out of my comfort zone, admitting to the fact that I'm feeling this way. But I know that if I talk about it on a platform like our podcast, that our listeners can probably relate or find some semblance of uh, being able to relate. Yeah, exactly. And thank you for sharing it with us. If you're a listener right now, you know, what would make us feel so not lonely? If you took a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and then posted it on Instagram and tagged us at sick and successful underscore. And that way we'll know that you guys are listening and we're all in this together and we will reshare your tag. And with that, honestly, just thank you so much for listening today. Hopefully we were able to just to give you a few tips that'll help you and uh, join us next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.